Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This one is for the boys with the booming system, but it's not for the boys with uh, fake COVID swollen testicles. You're listening to Bandwagon. Good to be back. Feels like we haven't actually recorded in ages, even though We've we did just record last week, as we usually do. Yeah, maybe it's just because I wasn't on a uh, Patreon this weekend. Yeah, you got the week off Patreon. Did you use your time got wisely? The week off. Let you, yeah, let you and Mark uh, off to play. I don't think shenanigans. I, I don't know if you plan on listening to it, but I think if you do ever listen to it, you'll never let it happen again. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm I'm respectfully <laughs> choosing not to. It is funny though. It's cute. I thought it was cute. We talk about um, how we met and our I love you story. Did you solve anyone's problems though? Because that was actually the purpose of the episode. We do, but like we're not as pragmatic or as reasonable or as rational as you and Keen are, I would say. So, you know, when like, I think someone asked a similar question to you and Keen and it was like, should I quit my job, this job that I hate? And you and Keen were like, oh, well, you know, like just make sure you're financially okay to do that. Me, me and Mark are like, fuck it, quit it. Life's too short. You'll be dead tomorrow. Live off the land. Like, it's just, I think we were a bit more uh, um, idyllic. Is that the word? That's fair. So it's okay you know, to Something for everyone. Yep. Uh, I would rec- I'd, I'd recommend it if you're not on the Patreon. Um, both episodes of Agony Uncle with Keen and Mark are quite good. And we are going to be reviewing Cinderella. Fuck, I have to talk about it now after I watch it because it's the worst fucking thing I ever watched in my entire fucking life. It's, it's a so fever bad. dream. Should we do it? It's we could so do a little, like recap of it at the end of this if you want. Yeah, we'll give you a, we'll give you a taste. It will be coming. It will probably be later this week again. Scheduling issues, but you will get it this week. But I yeah. need to talk about it. Fucking because I watched another little bit of it today to like refresh my memory, and I was like, "Why am I doing this? This hurts me physically." Yeah. So anyway, we're not here to yeah. talk about. No, yeah. Uh, we're not here to talk about Cinderella right now. We're here to talk about Onika, Tanya, Mirage, Petty. Yeah. Better known as Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Roman. Trinidadian born rapper. Roman, yeah, as she's also known. Um, Nicki the Ninja, Nicki the Boss, Nicki Harajuku. Would you, uh, um, let's start, let's start from the top. Would you describe yourself as a barb? I see I'm not really like a fanatical fan of many things I do have the Pink Friday album beside me right now and I do know every word to super bass but like I feel like every girl my age at that time also sat down and like made an effort to learn the words to super bass yeah I feel like Pink Friday was a moment for everyone even if they didn't stay on in their barbdom yeah like I like I had Pink Friday I fucking loved Pink Friday save me tune um, a lot of terrible singles Fly. on that album as well. Fly, object. That's a bad song. I like it. Was well, uh, well, I'm not, not good for fly. her. I'm levitation. I represent an entire generation. Yeah, it's not good for her. It's not yeah. her best. Um, 
what were the other singles off that? Your Love and it samples the arithmetics. Shoddy, I'm only tell you this once, you the illest. Good video. Actually, didn't do that well over here, I don't think. I don't yeah, think I she don't really, know. like, commercially, she didn't really get into it until, and, like, Superbase opened a lot more doors for her, I think. Yes. But anyway, Superbase, sorry. Anaconda. Yeah, see, okay. You're not a but you you may have been a barb at one point temporarily. You're not a barb anymore. I don't follow her anymore, to be honest. And why is Are that? You? Um, I don't know. I'm just not like I I'm not very good with keeping up to date with um music, current music and albums and stuff like that unless it's like just, just really as well be the pop culture podcast then. <laughs> but that's your thing. Like you're very good at that. I'm more I yeah. do that more so for television. I'm not very good at that yeah. for music. Um. Yeah, she's just kind of not. She's been kind of quiet, relatively quiet for the last few years, hasn't she? You want to know why? Because she's with a nonce. Oh Jesus, is he? Kenneth we'll Petty. It, yeah, but Ken- Kenneth Petty Ken- is a bad, a bad man, and it kind of ties back into why she's in the news at the minute. Um, I'm assuming oh, yeah. you've heard about this, basically, and we referenced it at the top. But uh, kind of old news at this point. But like, she is not really letting this go. She tweeted, so obviously the Met Gala was last week. She is usually a mainstay at it, wasn't there. Um, kind of outed herself in a way, said that she basically said that the Met was, the Met required vaccines. She didn't want to get a vaccine because she wa- wanted to do her research. E- even if even if she'd left it at that point, I would have massively eye-rolled, but been like, All right, whatever, right? And then she followed it up with a second tweet, basically saying that, the reason why she wasn't getting it was because she'd heard these stories. This one in point, um, her cousin's, her friend, was it her cousin's friend or her friend's cousin in Trinidad? Her cousin's friend, I think. Her cousin's friend was due to get married, got the vaccine, his testicles swelled, w- swelled, swole, whatever. Um, the, which is a symptom of STIs, just FYI. Let's, definitely a symptom of STIs. Um, he was supposed to get married. They called off the wedding because of his big fat balls. Um, and no, his she wife was... left. Apparently, his wife left him because of his swollen sack. Which, like, love is love, but like, would you leave someone if they're sw- would you leave Keen if his sack swelled up? In sickness and in health. In, yeah, in come on. In swollen About. sacks and in health, yeah. I would be there. Anyway, yeah, she was trying to attribute it to the vaccine, or like maybe the cousin's friend was, or whatever. I don't know. Obviously, this went fucking. This took half the attention away from the Met Gala because, like, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, it, and I, I don't mean to say like it's funny because it is obviously a very fucking serious claim. And I suppose the issue is, is that she has such a platform, is such a voice for people of colour especially, um, like young, impressionable people. She's kind of found this new audience because of TikTok, this new younger audience that maybe she didn't have or kind of lost because she wasn't as consistent with uh, her releases recently. Um, And yeah, and like she has like, she hasn't backed out, like has doubled down on it nearly. It's kind of like she started going after like journalists, doxing journalists who were coming after her and her family. Obviously the health minister in Trinidad responded like they did a full investigation to try and track down this person and see if it was Jesus. true. Categorically it wasn't. Um, you had like the White House reaching out to her being like, we can hook you up with someone like to talk about the vaccine, like to go through it, whatever. You were having like f- proper fact checkers coming out being like, no, like the vaccine does not do anything, won't make you impotent, like doesn't do anything to your balls. Um, and she has just been like, and it, in fairness, it must be hard for her if she was genuine. And this is always like, no, we're not, this is not going to be a fucking anti-vax. How do we convince people podcast? This is not the one, clearly, if you've been here any length of time. But I think it must be hard to be in that position if you do have like genuine concerns or whatever, like maybe you maybe you are just a bit scared. I don't know. And you have people who are like kind of taking the pace or like, but then as, what, as I'm saying this argument out loud, I'm like the White House have reached out to her. Like she, it's, she's different to like your mate down the road who's buying into all these conspiracy theories because she is just all these fucking resources at her hands. And she's still like, I would rather do my own research, please. You know, like it's just, yeah, I don't know. I think she really was, like doesn't trust anyone if she like you know I was talking to a few people about um like whether she was like serious or whatever um uh oh she totally was 
If she's double down. But this is the thing, one. like, I, yeah, because initially I was like, maybe she's playing up to the meaniness, um, but uh, maybe she's playing up to the meaniness. But like, the further I went on, though, I was like, no, she's fully like, she fully believes this. Like, this is this is the unfortunate truth of it. Like, yeah. It is, and it's something like even my dad was like, "What's the podcast on today?" And I was like, "Nicki Minaj," and he was like, "No, nah, I never heard of her." And I was like, "Oh, well, it's the whole thing about her cousin's friend's balls swelling up." And he was like, "Oh yeah, I heard that." Like he, it's it's it was she's so influential that to say something like that, like it could have been really like if it wasn't taken as a bit of a piss take, she could have done a lot of damage to people. You know, she kind of could have like not in this situation, but it, if she'd said something. I don't know what I'm trying to say. She just she carries a lot of weight, like, or she has a big reach. But this is the thing, like, and I, if she like, said I, something it, that was nearly a little bit more credible. She could have done a lot of damage. Yeah, I just, but I think she has, like, um, I think she has done a lot of damage in a lot of ways, though, because you have the people who like back her to the ends of the earth, and they're going out protesting, being like. Queen Nikki, Queen of Rap, she said to ask questions, so we're asking questions, which, like, don't get me wrong, I I fully encourage asking questions, but, like, there's asking questions, and then there's whatever the fuck this is. You yeah. know what I mean? Not getting the vaccine because your favourite rapper isn't getting the vaccine is not a good enough reason. Either. And, like, t- to be honest, this went, like, so much for, like, they were talking about it on The Last Word, you know what I mean? And, like, not, like, our generation, not in halfway to The Last Word, love the last word, love Daddy Matt Cooper. Um... Like, that's a whole other generation of people who might not have heard about fucking Nicki Minaj, but they're still hearing about this. Yeah. Do you know, it's... Uh, I don't know, it just... Anyway. um, Had you started talking about your early or early life before we get more into kind of... Uh, yeah. Culture and I everything had, else. So, if you don't know who Nicki Minaj is, you've probably been living under a rock or... Or just of a different generation, which is fair enough. But uh, she was born in, say, Jane's... Uh, district of Port of Spain, Trinidad and Tobago, um, but she was raised in Queens, New York City. She is known for her animated flow in her rapping and versatility as a recording artist. Um, she is of mixed heritage and is one quarter Indian. Her late father is of Indo-Trinidadian descent, while her mother is of Afro-Trinidadian descent. Her nationality is Trinidadian, as we said there. Full name, as you mentioned, is Anika Tanya Mirage. Um, but she started off her rap career using the name Nicki Minaj before later settling for the name Nicki Minaj. According to rumours, she didn't like the name Minaj as it had sexual connotations, but later accepted the title. Nicki Minj, like. Nicki Minj, yeah. Not the best name. Yeah, I would. Yeah, not great. Like, there are better names, I would Nicki say. Nicki Minj would be a good drag name. Nicki Minj would be a good drag name. Has anyone done that? Please reach out if you have. Uh, did you know in 2014 she voiced the character of Sugalite in the Cartoon Network series Steven Universe? I didn't know that, but like that's not her first foray into voice acting. Sure it isn't, because she was in one of the Ice Ages. She, that, yeah, that's where I'm going. She was, uh, oh. So that was a show about a team of magical guardians who protect the Earth. Steven um, Universe is supposed to be very good. I've just actually never got around to watching it, to be quite honest. Yeah, and then she went on to do films, like you said. She did Barbershop, The Next Cut. She's in The Other Woman, and she's in Ice Age, A Continental Drift. She, what was that yeah she's um, she's a mammoth of course it was that viral TikTok of her talking about and she's like talking about the like things eyelashes or whatever like she's so she's a method actor you know what I mean Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis who excuse me who did she play in that I don't know a, a girly a girly mammoth I don't know not the mammoth not, that like no not no not the one that Ray Romano ends up shagging the other one. Oh, don't talk about mammoths shagging I feel like that's disrespectful how disrespectful to who I don't know they're all dead <laughs> mammoths yeah, yeah. Ray, don't start woolly mammoths no, just, they're all extinct never, yeah I just never thought about it Um, early in her career she became known for her colourful costumes and wigs her distinct flow and the use of alter, legal, alter egos and accents primarily my, bleh, bleh, primarily British Cockney who was Roman wasn't it yeah Take your medication, Roman. Take your medication, Roman. She did. Uh, there was a lot of that on Pink Friday. And I ate it up. I ate it up. Roman. Um, it's a, Yeah, it's like her alter ego. Because like even uh, with uh, this uh, with this COVID-19 thing, like she was like, like Boris Johnson was talking about in the House of Commons and like a few other of the UK political girlies. And then she started tweeting back at them in a British accent being like, 
How do you not know who I am? I'm Nicki Minaj and you're very rude, like taking the piss, but also it was just like, it was just, we talked about fever dreams prior to this. This is a fucking fever dream of the worst variety. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Some people are just, they just get like too big for their boots, but in like, they get just too big for reality. Mm. Um, She was born on the 8th of December, 1982, making her currently 38 years old, which is, she's nearly 40. Like she's pushing 40, Nikki. Her rap. Yeah, name- sorry, log off. You should not be over, like, uh, log off, like. Yeah, you can't be nearly 40 and arguing with people on the internet. It's not a good look. Uh, The rapper started her career at an early age in her native New York and only released her debut album, mix or her debut mixtape, Playtime is Over, in 2007 when she was around 22 years old. She started her music career in a rap group called Hood Stars. There were three other members in the group, Lou Star, Skag, BZ, and 70... Seven even up. Seven even up. Seven even up. I have no idea who any of those people are. Like, says a lot. Like, that it's. No. That um, she the, was the. The, the extent of their success. Top. The extent of their su- success was recording the entrance song for WWE's Diva Victoria titled Don't Mess With in 2004. So there you go. Thank for them. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was her music start. She was kind of old enough getting going though, was she? Like her proper, her debut studio album came out in 2010. So what's that like? What was she? It would have been 11 years ago. She would have been 28. I was going to say yeah, she was 27. Old, enough, old enough starting out, but like that's literally the age I am now. So yeah, so you're being, you're being pretty ageist, Bree. myself, yeah. No, to but yourself. like older than like, say like Casey Musgraves, Julie, but like all these people are like early 20s usually when they come onto the scene, I feel like Nikki was a little bit more mature, but she obviously, I don't know why, why she, I thought she was older. Yeah. She wasn't, she's young. 27 is so, so young. So, yeah, she released her debut album, Pink Friday, 2010, which was certified triple platinum and peaked at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. Um... It yielded Minaj's first top five single, Super Bass, which peaked at number three only at the time. I think it went to number one over here in the UK, though, didn't it? Probably. I'm not sure. Probably. Uh, Peaked number three at the time, becoming the highest charting solo song by a female rapper since 2002. Her second album was Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded, which came out in 2012 and saw her move towards a dance pop and pop rap sound. The album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 with its lead single Starships peaking at number five on the Hot 100. And her third and fourth studio albums, The Pink Print, which came out in 2014, and Queen, which came out in 2018, I've never heard of either of those, marked a departure from her previous style and her return a return to her hip-hop roots. Queen kind of came and went nowhere and I know of I know of The Pink Print, but I couldn't tell you one other, uh, one song on it. yeah. Oh, sorry. No, 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 it's, Anaconda. It's literally Anaconda, yeah. Yeah. I peaked at number two. Anaconda peaked at number two on the Hot 100. Um, which is off. Anaconda is one of the worst songs ever written. Well, like, it's into, it's it's Sir Mix-a-Lot. Like, it's his song. Yeah. It's a it's a song that you your kids would really love and, like, want you to play all the time in the car. Do you know that kind of way? And, like, you'd get so annoyed by it. It's a baby shark. It's a baby shark of rock. Yeah. Rock. I, th- I, th- I think culturally, though... In terms of video and everything, it did have a big impact. Like, yeah, oh, to- that video was like one. What of do the- you like it or not? Like, because I think obviously there's room for criticism or whatever. Like, she, but you know, that she did it. Video went to like broke records or something at the time, didn't it? Oh yeah, like crazy, crazy shit. Like, let's <laughs> crazy say crazy shit, crazy shit. Um, but we need to go back to like Pink Friday though, and kind of the impact that that had, and just what it like what it was it was like it was she was very iconic in like the branding and everything like and I don't know how she got away with it it was all like very Barbie like the Barbie font yeah pink wig um, she yeah like she was like very pink like bright pink lipstick we mentioned Super Vase Your Love Check It Out was a single off this her iconic collaboration with Cheryl Cole does Nicki Minaj remember who Cheryl Cole is is that Check It Out Check It Out no yeah. that's Will I Am yeah, she did it with Will I Am, but remember then they superimposed like Cheryl to the end of it because like her and Will were bezies. No. Do you not remember she, this? Did she oh my God, sing? look up right now. Yeah. 
she sure they like added, they like added her background vocals to it and like but her, her Will and Nikki had Nikki Nikki and Will had done the video themselves and then they just brought her in. Oh yeah. Are you watching this now? Yeah, hang on. Ads, ads, ads. Bear with I need to close my slack, sorry. Oh my god, they just literally won't stop slacking me. Um Are you through the ads yet? This is a tune. Like my name was that bitch. And they just literally, I'd say they brought Sherilyn and stood her in front of a green screen and went. Oh, no, they, they did. Like, fully, that's oh, what they did. Oh, oh. oh. Well, answer my question. Does Nicki Minaj remember who Sherry Cole is? No way. Nicki Minaj doesn't even know what the fuck's no going on way. right now. Yeah, true, actually. You're dead right. Um, do you, oh, do you remember? You see right through me. How do you do that shit? No. Because you say Nicki and I say no you and I say screw you. Good song. Moment for Life with Drake, where she's like oh, yeah. Cinderella. Yeah. We're on topic. We're so interesting. I wish that I could have this moment for life. Very good. Very, very good. Um, which album was Monster on? So Monster was... Yeah, the funny thing about that was then, like, she released Pink Friday, and I would say it had, like, moderate commercial success, but from, like a like, a name branding kind of getting yourself out there I think was more successful in that way kind of a word of mouth way because then like she was on she had features on everybody's fucking song she broke a record at one point because she was just like the most entries at one time on the on billboard ever because she was on like she had her own stuff she was on monster which is a Kanye track from oh yeah uh, with Jay-Z. my beautiful dark twist of fantasy and she had a verse on that and she literally just like so like Jay Z's on that track, um, who it's like Bonnie Vare, Rick Ross, Kanye, obviously, and her, and she like closes it and just fucking kills them. Yeah, That's Adele a- does oh, covers of it the whole time. Like it's very like iconic. It's the it's the one you do with if you're a girly and you love to rap. Yeah, I think I was. I think that was when I did when I was backstage at the Big Deal. I was going to rap for. I did rap for Boy George and I was going to do that song and then panicked and just did Super Bass and I wish I'd done Monster because it actually would have been way more impressive. Yeah, you might have got through to the next round. Yeah, even though I wasn't um, doing it. I only know um, it from, you know, that scene in This Is 40. I've never seen This Is 40, I'm going to be honest. Oh my God, it's such a good film. You need to watch it. Um, Did It On Him was released as a single so I think that was just in America. Um, like it received like decent reviews. It's not an album I massively go back to. Um, it made the best forty albums of twenty ten according to the Guardian, number thirty eight, and Complex named it the twenty fifth best album of twenty ten out of twenty five. Um, and I think it's like I think it's what propelled her more than like beyond like any other kind of impact. She had a song with Natasha Bedingfield on that album. It's what? not good, but and oh, sorry, she has that song with um, Eminem as well, Roman's Revenge. That's where she's talking okay, about yeah, her accent yeah. as well. But it's like, is it my fault for putting you bitches on? It's very good. Should have said a thank you note, you little hoe. Um, and then well, then obviously she did Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded, which was twenty twelve. This is really like she was in her dance moment. I think she kind of recognized what she had with. Super bass and the success of that, and kind of started moving towards dance pop. This one went to number one, sold two hundred fifty three thousand copies in its first week. Um, five singles. What was the lead single? Um, I don't know. Ah, come on, it's obvious. Which which album? Um, the second one. So, like, it's a think of her next biggest song. Oh, Starship. Commercially, yeah. Starship, Star, Starships. Starship. Only, only went, to, only went to number five in the US. Yeah, it was. That was. Do you know what that song did? Like, that song used to be played on MTV all the the time. And at that time, I was like bed in, just watching music videos all the time. But I'm nearly like it was so trippy because I'm pretty sure there was two music videos for it, and one of them was all color, and the other one was all black and white. And I kept seeing like. 
maybe I made this no, up. No, you're no, no. Do you know? I know exactly what you're thinking about. You're thinking about who's that chick by Rihanna and David Guetta because they had a two videos. Do you know what? You're dead right, but it's the same <laughs> era. <laughs> Back on the dance floor, bad enough to take me home. Did they do two two videos? And it was the same. Yeah, like, it was like a dark color scheme and like a really bright colored scheme. Yeah, why? It confused me so much. I kept thinking I was remembering it wrong, but I would guarantee you that one when, when that song was on the charts, so was Star- Starships because I. That's the part of my brain I keep all those in. Yeah, fair. Yeah. It was all in around that time. Yeah. Um, About 10 years oh, ago. So the, the follow-up singles to that were Right By My Side, which I don't remember. Um, Bees In The Trap, I do remember. Bees just ain't shit and they ain't saying nothing. Pound The Alarm, iconic. The alarm. And she did the video around Carnival. Oh, 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 come fill my glass up. Like there was not, there was not a nightclub across Ireland that yeah. just wasn't like rallied from Nicki Minaj songs. Like, yeah. Um, Va Va Voom. Because he looked one. like he modeling clothes in Dublin. The only song, only, the only mainstream song in the last few years that I know that name checks Ireland specifically. Yeah. Because he looks like he modeling clothes in Dublin. Where all the best models are and go. Um, this album focuses on Unless Roman Delansky, uh, uh, who is the person that we talked about, the kind of demented... Roman Polanski was the guy married no, to... No, Ro- not Roman Polanski. He's bad. He's bad. Not him. Roman Zelansky. Married to your um, one. We're not getting into that now. Um, no. So, again, I'm not really sure how this went down. Yeah, I think this guy kind of got a more mixed reception because it was just like... It was so demented pop and I remember even listening to it at the time and being like this is so intense do you know what I mean it was just all it was like very like even like have you heard Whip It I think Whip It was on this album and it was like it real good. yeah I want you every day I really like it the way you whip it like it was so it, they were all gym songs they were all club songs yeah Come on a Cone um, Sex in the Lounge yeah some of these as well they were a bit thorny for my innocent ears but um stupid hole was on this album that's a fucking terrible song i don't know um you stupid hoe you you a stupid hoe you a stupid hoe you do i might only know from drag race did they do it on drag race um they could well have done this was around the time that she was working with david Guetta as well remember she did turn me on and that was like a big hit for her and then obviously she went on and did when girls at florida um then uh then they did so like Roman Reloaded was like the the sequel to Pink Friday, and then they did, it was see the titles are all very confusing. So then her third album was technically a reissue of Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded, um, and it had like a couple of other songs. Did the Boys, which was a collaboration with Cassie, which is very good. Didn't get the clout that it deserved. She did the I'm Legit with Sierra, Sierra, and then a couple of other songs I don't really remember. Um. Then we get to the pink print, which I think was like teased for ages. And I remember, because I remember like the barbs are very active on social media, as we've seen in the aftermath of swollen testicle balls or whatever. Um, This was teased for ages. This came out in 2014. Um, So this was two years after the reissue. Um, And the singles off this were Pills and Potion. So Pills and Potion was, was kind of like a more ballad style song, kind of back to... The Roots of Pink Friday. Don't think it did that well. An okay song. A good chorus. I don't know if it's like, everything else kind of lost me. Then we had Anaconda. Pills and potions, we're overdosing. I'm angry, but I still love you. Then Anaconda. um, Only, which is the collab with Chris Brown, bad person. Um, Who's the other fucker? Drake. Very good song. Which is very irritating, but anyway, um, better lies, truffle butter, and the night is still young. The night is still young is a tune, and again, also didn't I think it kind of got lost in the promotional wave of everything else. Anaconda went to number two in America. Um, it's her highest charting single of all time. The other singles peaked within the top forty. Um, she went on tour. I think she might have played here. I'd love to know what a Nicki Minaj concert is like. Um. Yeah, I'd say it's absolutely mental. I think she's very good for coming out and seeing her fans, though. Out to outside, like, yeah, <laughs> coming out it's after like the gate. Security like. breach. Yeah, it seems like a. 
Um, this again kind of went I think it went down well with the critics but I don't remember the fans loving it Um, she had a collab sorry sure this is feeling myself as well feeling myself feeling myself feeling myself I'm feeling my Um, Jesse Ware I think I need to go back and listen to this album Jesse Ware Um, Jeremiah's on this Meek Mill obviously because they were seeing each other in around the time Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Skylar Grey is on Bed of Lies. Grand Piano. Grand Piano is like the most demented, again, kind of ballad song. It's real piano. It's like, the people are talking. They say you are playing my heart like a grand piano. And she fully sings it like that. It's so demented. If anyone has ever listened to that, it'll <laughs> cheer you right up. Because um, like, let's face it, she's not really known for like her vocal abilities, but like she's no, really she's a rapper. Then we had Queen, which we had to wait four years for. This came out in 2018. And again, it was like very highly anticipated. Kind of didn't do the things that I think anyone wanted to or anyone expected her to. Again, as you said, it was kind of more hip hop. You had Eminem on it, Foxy Brown, Future, Sway Lee, Lil Wayne. And then you had Ariana Grande, not your sister-in-law, Labyrinth, for The Weeknd. No, this was, do you remember Bed? Got a bed with your name on it. Like very oh, yeah. average tune. Like yeah. not like an album track. It should not have been a single. So this was Chun Lee was the lead single. Hey, you up in on Fendi Prince on I love that in the gym. But that came with its own kind of a like controversy, I think, because there was a lot of because obviously it's like Chun Lee comes from Mortal Kombat. Pretty sure she's a Mortal Kombat character, but like she was wearing like kind of the space buns and was like doing a lot of like there was a lot a lot of people from the Asian community kind of hit back at her for like cultural appropriation. Yeah. Bed was the second single. Barbie Dreams, I do not remember at all. And then Good Form, I didn't listen to at the time, but got a second wind with uh, TikTok. Because it's her collab with Lil Wayne and she's like, because I be the belly beat, young money. It's an army. You know that song? Oh, he yeah. The, he and, but they fuck with the Barbie. Nick of the Ninja, Nick of the Boss. It's a good song. Yeah. Very, very good. I think I would know um, from TikTok though. Again, this is saying, like, if you're to look at the reviews again, I think it, it kind of mainly positive reviews. There are some criticism around the lyricism. Again, I don't remember fans loving this. Um, I didn't, like, I didn't spend much time with it. Um, but again, I think people have come back to it more for, with, um, what the fuck, TikTok. Ganja Burn is a okay song. Majesty, I do not remember. Rich Sex, didn't love. Hard White, didn't love. Uh, LLC I do not remember Nip Talk do not remember Coco Chanel is a fucking great tune that's the collab with Foxy Brown it's really really good Um, yeah and then like she's been kind of quiet since because she's she went she had a baby she got married is she? yeah the baby is very cute which is unfortunate because her husband is a, a truly septic septic human being Um. So some explainers around that. So like, obviously she's kind of, she was with uh, Meek Mill. Well, she's been she flat out human. She had a guy for like a partner of 12 years first. Yes. What was his name? Safari Samuels. Safari Samuels. And then after um, they And split... he proposed to her, but she, he, she turned him down. Oh. And that, the pink print is supposed to have been inspired by them, the relationship. Then she dated Meek Mill in 
early 2015. They split up in 2017. Yeah. Briefly dated Naz, which I didn't know, in 2018. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the thing I read, it was like, has been linked to Naz and has been playfully flirting online with Eminem, but is now married to childhood sweetheart. Yeah, and there was loads of shit that she was at her and Drake were shagging for a while. Um, Yeah, so, but anyway, in 2018, she started dating, as you mentioned, this childhood sweetheart, Kenneth Petty. Um, They filed for a marriage license in 2019, and she got married, um, I think it was October, yeah, of that year. Um, He... So he has basically been accused. No, sorry. He's actually been convicted of attempted rape in the first degree, 1995, in New York. Um, He'd previously served near uh, four years in prison for the mentioned crime. Uh, The victim filed a lawsuit against the couple this year for alleged harassment and alleged intimidation uh, to recant her account. So basically this was... So this is one of the theories. Obviously, there's no proof here. This is all allegedly and... um, uh, the whole thing with her coming out and saying all this shit about COVID or whatever. Like, there was a theory that was she saying it to try and take a bit of heat off? Because she's been... Yeah. She doesn't share a lot about him or the baby. She'll share about him occasionally, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm pretty sure she has, like, her comments limited. But um, in doing this, there was a theory that people were like, is she doing this to take the heat off her back? Because, like, th- this puts her in a very bad light and she is probably going to be charged for this yeah but is it worse to come out and be like oh I've totally lost it listen to this listen to my theory about the vaccine no I'm no Jesus like they're both fucking terrible but in the world of celebrity I, it's celebrity PR I don't know is it like is this are they I'm not saying are they using it to make it look like look better because clearly not because she doesn't she hasn't come off well in this yeah. but I think they're trying to use it to like distract from the fact that there's actually much darker shit happening in the background yeah I just read there I just googled him and like there was a headline that said he'd failed to register as a, a sex offender in New York and now he's in a bit of trouble and that was like 10 days ago yeah no it's like he's he's bad like he's a bad man as we do say on this podcast yeah. Um, but and to be honest like we'll see when it goes through the courts but like we've seen it with her like you'd see it with her um uh, like even like the way she was going after these Guardian journalists on Instagram I'm going to check if she's posted anything in the last few days probably not I'd say her accounts were fucking taken off her yeah no she hasn't like she was fully like doxing these people and because she was trying to say that they were harassing her family and I, listen if they were I'm absolutely not condoning that but I, like two wrongs don't make it right do you know what I mean mm. Um, they have a child together fairly sure we don't know the name she refers to him as Papa Bear in public again I will say the child is incredibly cute um, it's just all really unfortunate the life that it has brought, been brought into but anyway um, but like uh, even beyond this COVID stuff and her being with a very dodge man like she's not short of controversy you know what I mean like she's feuded with people like Remy Ma um, Lil Kim Cardi B remember Cardi she B calls her shooter. baby Papa Bear yeah that's strange isn't it yeah not great Um. Do you remember there was that whole kind of fake beef, real beef with fucking Miley at the VMAs that time? Yeah. Miley don't start. Was that her? No, Miley was good. Miley was good. Yeah. Like, I don't know. She's just, like, she is messy. Like, but I, and I think it's important to acknowledge that. I think she has had a huge impact on music. She, a huge impact on rap. Explicitly for women as well. Um, she wasn't the first. She wasn't, but I think she opened the door for people like Cardi and like you've the likes of Sweetie and City Girls and everyone else coming up. Now, she aided them, but yeah. she is so fucking messy at the same time. And I think that like fans love her for that. Fans love that she's messy, um, that she goes after people, that she gives us these moments. But like, I do wonder, like, what is going to be the straw that breaks a camel's back? For yeah. a barb, like you know what I mean? Do you, like what what will it take for people to stop being barbs? I know we talk like we talk about cancel culture on this podcast, and like cancel culture constantly comes up. Like she's gonna survive this, like she is. Um, but I don't know. It's just like I find it hard to support her. Just with everything that's gone, it just everything really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Like don't get like not every celebrity is fucking perfect, but 
I don't know. There's stuff about this that just not good. Sorry, you did, just before you jump in, I know you'd mentioned about Anaconda. So they, it broke, it held a world streaming record. But guess who broke it? Taylor Swift with Bad Blood. Oh. Um, and obviously they had a scrap around the VMAs as well. Because do you remember, um, she hadn't been nominated. Um, or she had, or Feeling Myself wasn't nominated. And she was annoyed that it wasn't. And she kind she didn't tweet anything about Taylor, right? I don't know if we, I think we talked about this on the Taylor episode. But she was just, like, she tweeted MTV being like, what about my nominations? And she was like, if I was a different kind of artist, Anaconda would be nominated for Best Choreo and Vid of the Year as well. And then, like, Taylor, because she, again, Taylor is the way she is as well, tweeted being like, um, don't take away from my nomination just because you're upset, whatever. Um, yeah. And... Yeah. Yeah, which is fair enough but like also Nikki actually wasn't referring to her at all I think she was referring to MTV oh. um, and I know I think they made up on the night but then I think the issue then was Nikki and Miley ended up scrapping that might have been a separate year now that I think of it but they, I think they are grand now as well Um, what was it but it was say? the whole thing because Miley was hosting that year and she took the piss out of her wasn't it I don't know now your memory's really coming through for us do you think um, that she's going to go the way of Kanye in that, like, musically, very talented, what a genius, but, like, everything else is, like, we we cannot, like, we can't support you, we can't look at this, we can't. Well, but, but like, here's the thing. Like, I kind of thought, especially after recent stuff, more people would roll back on Kanye, and they haven't, like. Mm. The anticipation was there for that album more than ever. Yeah. Because he's a man. Yeah, I, I think there's an element of that. But like, I think it's similar enough to the Kanye thing in that the barbs, the hardcore barbs will always be there for Nikki, will always listen and will be kind of like apologists in a way. In the way that like a lot of Kanye fans are. Um, Like, I don't know if she has that same like level of this is going to sound mean. Well, no, not Support. that, but, like, I just, I don't think the artistry is on the same level as Kanye. I don't think she's proved herself in, well, sorry, she has proved herself, but in terms of, like, the, it's, she's very hit or miss, like, in terms of yeah. her output. And I will, Kanye's been very hit or miss in terms of his output as well, recently, I will say, but I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, sorry, I just brought up the the beef here. Uh, Miley went as Nikki uh, for Halloween in 2012. No blackface. Ooh. No blackface. Um, but was like was like in like a leopard print, you know, like her leopard print and like a big vein and like drew on her tattoos. You know, she has those like Asian language on her arm. Yeah. Um, then she did an interview with Billboard. Because obviously Miley went through her whole like cultural appropriation, I'm hip hop thing as well. That's another, like people forget that shit. You know what I mean? Like people have, like... As bad as this Nicki Minaj stuff is, like, I can see her coming out and being like, I'm really sorry, blah, blah, blah. Like, I can see her having a really well-crafted PR apology down the line or where she does this big... And then again, I can see her also not doing that. She's so 50-50. And I can see, like, if she releases a fucking banger of a song, people will forget, like, you know? Yeah, totally. Anyway, 2013, Miley's going through her fucking hip-hop phase or is talking about her hip-hop phase. And she said, a lot of people wanted to try and make me the white Nicki Minaj. That's not what I'm trying to do. I love hood music. This statement is also problematic. But my mm. talent is as a, as, as a singer. Um, and obviously she worked with Mike Will Made It on Bangers, who often works with Nicki. Um, they, you know, kind of nothing else happened there. So then when Nicki released Anaconda, um, Miley tweeted the artwork, but photoshopped her face onto Nicki's body. Um, and changed the skin colour again so that she was white again. Um, and then Nikki reposted the photo commenting, give me one good reason why Miley made this her Twitter avatar. Um, and like Nikki was kind of going after her for it, being like, why are you posting this, you freak? And then again, 2014, you have to remember, this during the time of Wrecking Ball as well. So anaconda beat wrecking balls record for the most used in 24 hours and then obviously bad blood broke it and then i'm sure something else has broken it since um and miley was kind of sound about it she said i can bring that body i can bring that wrecking ball but i can't bring that axe they sat together at the grammys in 2015 um then there was all the shit with 
uh, Nikki and Taylor. This was 2015, coming up to the VMAs, August. Um, when asked about the video of the year debate in a New York Times interview, Cyrus, uh, she was, so she was hosting that year. Um, she didn't hold back. She called Nikki not too kind and implied that she was just jealous of not being nominated. Then the main event came and yeah, this was it. After winning the VMA for best hip hop video, Minaj turned to Cyrus and infamously said, back to this bitch that had a lot to say about me the other day in the press. Miley, oh. what's good? And then well, good. Miley was like, Congra- Nikki, congratulations. And I remember she said like kind of other nice things. They reconciled in 2018. Um... And then I think they were kind of scrapping since. Like, in kind of, like, I think she was, obviously, Jesus Christ, sorry. Nikki obviously does that Queen Radio thing that's on Apple Music. She was kind of having digs at her on that as well, but there hasn't been anything else recent. Um, She loves the scrap. She She does love the scrap. Miley Cyrus does not shy away from controversy either. Well, I meant Nikki, but, oh yeah. But yeah, both of them are... Not They're sure. all in it, you know what I mean? It's just all celebrities, like. Yeah. I forgot she was a George and American Idol as well. Like, she's done... She's, she's done, done a lot. lot more than I would have been able to say. And ever. then, obviously, she has, like, all her, like, fragrances. And she does that, like, She has her own mobile game. thing. Yeah. But that was, like, you know what I mean? Like, Kim Kardashian... No, that's not her original thing. Like, obviously, Kim Kardashian white-labeled that from someone and then everyone fucking copied Kim Kardashian. Yeah. She had her own Barbie. She had her own Viva Glam campaign. Um, yeah, that's Nicki Mirage. That is Nicki Mirage. What What do you think is going to happen to her? I think she's only going to get more mad, mad and uh, wacky and mouthy. Yeah, I don't, as much as I was, I said it was 50-50, I don't see her doubling down on any of this shit, like, to be honest. I just see her leaning into this, which I'm afraid of. Again, I don't think that takes away from her legacy and everything she did for music. Again, people won't stop emailing me about work. Um, (laughs) Like, I just, I think she is, some of her songs are incredible. and I would, would not hesitate to sing along. Um, I'm just really disappointed in the way like her personal life now kind of overshadows what was like otherwise a pretty stunning start and like just such a big impact on music like yeah especially hip-hop especially rap and like I just think it's it's twice as hard then as I said when she's coming up and getting this brand new audience on TikTok and finding this new kind of niche to settle into and is now just like, I don't know, just being too online. I've said it once, I say it again. You're that rich, you're that successful. Log off. Log off, you know? And like, it's, it's annoying when it's like, she could go toe for toe for, she's better than a lot of the fucking male rappers out there, you know? Oh yeah, totally. Like, and like has, has called out sexism in the down. industry and stuff. And like, it, I don't know. It was fun when it was like kind of meme like silly controversy. Like the celebrity fights, who gives a fuck about that? You know what I mean? Like that's entertaining. Like that's, yeah. that's not real life. That's popcorn. It's when it gets into more serious stuff like this, I'm like, it just makes it so hard for me to turn a blind eye. And like, I'm not a barb. So I can only like, how are the barbs doing? We need to check in on the barbs. Do we need yeah. to start a barb support group? A barb bandwagon support Probably group? Not. Let us know. I'm trying to think of anything else I'd seen her in or like what kind of impact she would have had on me in that way. But I think that's it, to be honest. No, I think you've made, I think you've made a point and you've made it well. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. Um, yeah. I don't know what else you can really say about her. So let's not. Let's not. Yeah, let's not. Do you want some mini bandwagons? I do want some mini bandwagons, please. Stunning. Um, what was I going to say? Sorry, I just got a work email as well and it's thrown me. Um, I watched the first half of Everybody's Talking About Jamie on Amazon Prime. Have you heard yes, of it? Yes, I'm dying to watch this. I think the reviews have been reasonably good. Yeah, so it's like, it's a musical. It's based on a true story about a guy called Jamie New from Blackpool, I want to say. Somewhere like that. North England. Um, who decides as a teenager that they want to be a drag queen and it's basically about them being like F you to 
everyone they're going to school with and like their like father and stuff like this that like just overcoming it and like doing it but I'm only halfway through so I don't know how it ends but I've known the music for a good while Sheffield not Blackpool just Sheffield um but like yeah lovely accents so I watched the first hour and I was a bit like see we have this this is gonna sound so snobby but we in my family home have this telly and it's very big and it's very high definition but sometimes things look shitter on it because of that okay so and like things things move yeah no i do move differently on it like that it gives you the wrong like it gives you a completely different effect like you have to watch only very high definition things look very good on it Mm -hmm. so we watched it and i was like it's good and the music is there and like sharon horgan plays like miss hedge and Preeti is class and his mom is class and it's all like very colourful and very gorgeous but it's just like the energy felt very low and I don't know if that's because of the telly I watched it on or not which sounds ridiculous but it's happened to me before so I really wanted to love it and I'm just like I'm yeah just maybe like, oh, go back and watch it on a different flat. telly because it, yeah. it feels like it's so your vibe it is so my vibe and it, do you know what there was a there's a scene in it where what's the guy's name he plays Richard Richard E. Grant Richard E. Grant plays he like an old... red carpet and his wife only died like literally a week ago. Oh, so he sad. plays an older drag queen in the like kind of like a mentor figure, Coco Chanel. And like Bianca Del Rio and all has played it on the West End. It's a really nice part. But he like where he educates Jamie on like a- the AIDS crisis or and like the Stonewall riots and everything that like uh, like LGBT people had to overcome before Jamie was even alive and it's like really emotional and it's really well done um, and it like made me honestly start well enough when I was watching it so I do I'm enjoying it so far I will watch it on a different telly to finish off and I'll let it come back because I I don't want to give it a bad review but I'm just expecting a bit more from it fair okay um what was the other thing? Sex Education season three is out. Have you, are you watching? Have you watched? I tried it and I, I just, I didn't season love Season three it, or I, the show in general? The show in general. I think I need to go back though. Like I, not, everyone can't be right and I'm wrong, you know? No, sorry. No, no that's everyone exactly Everyone can't be wrong happening. and I'm right. <laughs> Do you know? No, that's what I mean. Like everyone can't be wrong, you know? Surely like. Yeah. Um, um, I haven't started season three yet, but I did really enjoy the first two seasons. I'm seeing a lot of Twitter feedback about it. Our, I, had, I, had, I had seen positive Twitter feedback, but our good esteemed listener, Robin, I know she had shared her thoughts and I trust her on these things. She said she preferred season two. She said it's still good, but she said season two is still... And apparently Jemima Kirk's character is really fucking annoying. Like really bad. Who's Jemima Kirk? Who did she play? She was in Girls. She's one of the the new teacher or the new fucking... You're asking the person who doesn't know the plot, like, but... Okay. Uh, Jemima Kirk. She's going to be in conversation with friends oh, yeah. as well, I think. Oh, yeah. She looks really familiar. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's on my list to start. I'm. What are we watching at the minute? We're betting to Married at First Sight. And I'm trying to finish Good Girls because it's the last season. But, like, it's really... I'm struggling to get through it. Is it the and last I, season? Surely that's going to be picked up. No, it didn't get picked up. It's like season four or something. Um... But it's like it, it's like sixteen episodes in it, and I'm it's really dragging for me. I'm like really forcing myself to like get it done, mm. and it's just it's just the premise of the show is that like you can't really go anywhere, you can't really go too far with it. It all comes back to like the same thing over and over, and it's just getting a bit relentless. Yeah, it, that was another one I started and I didn't finish. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, season one was very good, and then it just kind of get got a bit monotonous after that. Um, what else did I watch? Watch that Cinderella, obviously. I started um, Succession, the third season oh, yeah. starting next month. Is um, the hype accurate? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I don't know if you like it. It's it's very funny, though. I think I think if you... And I feel like Mark would like it as well. I think if you... I'm, I'm fully in, but I could see you maybe not being in it until season two, because apparently season two is, like, incredible. Like, okay. everyone says this is, like, the best thing on television ever. Season what? three is coming... October you'll be able to watch on I'm watching on now and you'll be able to get it on Sky Atlantic um, it's basically so it follows this family they're mad dysfunctional like mega fucking filthy disgusting rich the dad is like 
head of this media conglomerate thing and they're all trying they're all like vying to kind of take over and like run the fucking company but they're all like all the kids are just fucked in the brain and you actually don't end up liking any of them like you hate them all you don't want any of them to win yeah but it's it's very funny like the writing and everything but it's also quite like again I'm still only halfway through season one but like it's quite tense in watching yeah because you're like you you do you don't necessarily like the characters, but you're like watching things happen, and you're like, oh my god, this is gonna fuck them up so badly, or like it's embarrassing for them. It's that kind of vibe. Okay, I think that sounds good. Worth the. How look. many seasons of it are there? There's only two, and they're only ten episodes each. Oh, okay. So like, if you that's wanted to catch doable. up before season three, you could. Yeah. I think that, that's what we're gonna do. That seems doable. Very good, very good, very good. So um, yeah, I enjoyed that. I'm sure I'm I'm sure this is not new to anyone. Like people have been going out about this for fucking ages, but I was just lazy getting into it, so there you go. And Macaulay Culkin's brother is in it. Oh yeah. I've heard that before. I did um, not realise that until literally just now as I was Googling. I was like, I could not figure out who he looked like. That's who. <laughs> Put it on the list. If you have any TV show suggestions for us, please send them on. Yes, absolutely. We're always looking for new new stuff. Please watch Married at First Sight and get back to me. Me? Everyone. Okay. It's just such... It's Everyone like Big Brother. It's like... It's filling the big... It's filling the big brother hole in my life. Better than anything has until now. Interesting. How much How much is left in it? Oh, fucking loads. It's on Monday to Thursday, I think, every night. Or, or every week on Channel 4. So we watch it like we watched them bulk watched them at the weekend binge watched them at the weekend so I don't watch it during the week so it, it's three weeks in there's probably like 12 episodes mm. and they're quite long um, but I'd say there's if it's anything like the Australian one there's nearly 30 episodes of those so yeah Bake Off is back to my, tomorrow as well isn't it I'm so excited 21st. oh my god Gonna be. I'm actually going to London myself tomorrow morning. So you're going to London. Just nipping over to London. For... Oh, you're nipping over to London with Roman. You're going to get some tea and crumpets. This time tomorrow, to I'm gonna. I'm gonna see Altim and this time tomorrow, I'm gonna be at Lion King in the West End, and I'm so excited. And I'm so excited for Altim Low. Can't wait to get new merch. It's been a while since I had a good Altim Low T-shirt. I, I've worn that other one to bits. Fair, um, yeah. You're gonna do the new T-shirt. Yeah, I'm excited. And then we're doing some other cute bits as well. So um, thank you to anyone who sent me suggestions. They're... How long are you going for? Two nights, three oh, days. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, I did. A, the spreadsheet got printed earlier with the itinerary. How did Mark feel about that? I, I think he likes the structure, but he can't drink or anything because he has this bloody match. He was asking if he could bring his hurl and his carry on. So I don't know if he's actually going to follow it when we get there, but we'll see. Really appreciate the commitment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um. So that's it. You're off on your London adventure. We are going to review Cinderella at some point, and we will talk about that over on the Patreon. But you can only get that there. So there's a lovely backlog up. of uh, episodes there at the minute. If so you're many episodes. In the meantime. How long have we been doing this? August 2019. Yeah. And we've been doing. Oh, there's so many episodes. I actually can't even. I'm not. That's there's... not. This. This isn't me doing the hard sell. There's genuinely so many episodes. If you're at nothing, I'm sure some yeah. of them have aged. Terribly. Why not go find out? Yeah. Um, for the low, low price of whatever it is. Um, and you can get other little bits as well. So do join us over there. Um, otherwise, we are Bandwagons Podcast everywhere on social media. You can get in touch with us on bandwagonspodcast at gmail.com and on our website, Bandwagons Podcast. We have shows. Please come. They're going to be great. And we're playing uh, Liberty Hall. When? Oh, yeah. The 4th and 5th of November. We, um, we don't bother telling about the 5th because that's sold out. Fifth is sold out, unfortunately. Um, only like really, really good fans got in early for those ones. But if you are new to us or late to ticket buying, you can absolutely come along on the Thursday and it's going to be just as good. If you have a ticket for the Friday, it will be a different show on the Thursday. If you're feeling like you just can't get enough of socializing these days and you want to do boat nights, that it, we, we welcome that. Uh, we're also doing Cypress Avenue in Cork the week after. The 11th, I think, is it? the 12th the 12th 12th. it's all all details are on our website bandwagonspodcast.com and links to get tickets are all up there as well but we'd really love we are planning like we are we say this a lot but we are genuinely we're right in the depths of planning shows at the minute and i'm excited 
the yeah, costumes have been bought for about six months yeah um, I'm really excited it's going to be great we'd love to have you there um, do leave us a review on Apple if you're listening there but only if it's nice and you can follow us on Spotify to keep up to date with all the latest episode episodes episode um, this podcast has been produced by Collaborative Studios as always um, we will see you next week for more bandwagons goodbye bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.